Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Good morning, gang. What's up, Max? I'm going to recharge my battery. Yeah. You feel drained from the first two hours? Yeah. Just a tad. I mean, dealing with you and him. I mean, Chris Canty at it. Draining. Dang, Into the mic, no key. It's hard hey, to hear. Hey, hey, It's hard to hear me? Okay, now it's better. It's because he's drained. Yeah, he's yeah. drained. Yeah. Battery exactly. drained. Battery yes. pack. You got to charge your battery, man. I got, I'm I'm re-energized now. Okay. That was just a quick Welcome joke. back. Welcome back. Plug me in. It's like a phone. You know, I'm ready to go. <laughs> What's this with the shoulders? <laughs> you said what? What's that with the shoulders? <laughs> you know, you're down and then all of a sudden you perk <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs> You so, know? speaking of recharging, oh, the Chargers, Boo. <laughs> they're recharging. In, uh, you know, the Giants, Max, you know what the Giants did? Recharging. You know, the Giants, they decided to, um, he want to talk the, that the now. Wizard okay. and 100%. <laughs> the Wizard anything and Wizardry. The Giants. You say anything about the Giants, I'm all ears. I can't, I'm champing at the bit. All right. Kellen Moore, that didn't take long. New OC in, in L.A. for the – I always want to say San Diego. New OC for the Chargers. Key, you like that? I mean, it's fine. I mean, it, it, Kellen Moore did a decent job with the Cowboys at times. Um, Joe Lombardi, I guess it just didn't it didn't work out. Uh, it's interesting that, that – um, it's just interesting. It's interesting that Joe Lombardi was relieved of his duties when it was a 27-point lead against Jacksonville – in the uh, postseason game in the wild card, right? Joe Lombardi, you know what staff he came from, Max, Jay? You know what staff he came from? Joe Lombardi. Yeah, think about mm-hmm. it. He came yeah. from a gold and black team that's in the South that head coach is available now. Mm-hmm. And he was friends with this guy. And then all of a sudden, he's relieved of his duties. So when he was fired, I was sitting there saying, well, okay, hmm, does this have anything to do with the offense that scored 27 points, didn't surrender anything, they didn't get going in the second half much, but is that the reason? Because clearly since he's been there, Justin Herbert's been pretty good. Or is he too close to Sean Payton that they were like, ah, you know, it's time to get rid of him right now. Mm-hmm. But I think Kellen Moore is is it's fine. He Justin Herbert was in this same offense two years a year, but his rookie year, I think it was. He was in this offense, this style of offense, his rookie year, um under Coach Lynn. So and he did well. So I, it's not a huge learning curve. I think it'll be fine. I mean, I'm you I, know I, I frankly think this is the opportunity of a lifetime for Kellen Moore. I think Kellen Moore has been given a gift. To get out of the way of Jerry Jones, to get out of the way of Dan Quinn, what the defense is supposed to be. And also, frankly, he is getting an upgrade at the quarterback position. And look, we like Dak Prescott on this show, but we talk about a quarterback that has been playing with barbecue ribs all season long and throughout injuries to wide receiver after wide receiver, he got his team into the playoffs. Like, they hit their stride. And granted, they gave a 27 point lead. I understand that epic collapse. Even if Joe Lombardi. Too close to Sean Payton. For Kellen Moore right now, you've been relieved of your responsibility and all the weight that comes along with Dallas, getting Dallas over the hump. Now you're out there in L.A. with the Chargers, with the team that is waiting to go next level with their quarterback. It's the gift of the lifetime a, for a, Kellen Moore. He's a big-time quarterback. There's no question about it. 
And if you surround him with the right pieces yes. and the right coaching staff, and he could possibly be one of the guys that you talk about for the next 10 years. Or it could possibly go the other way. When coaches start firing coordinators and making changes on the staff, that smells to me like, uh-oh, somebody's in trouble. So I think Staley's in trouble, and he's trying to you know, save face, save his job, so now he's mixing things up as much as he can to try to get over the so-called hump because if Sean doesn't take a job this year, he's going to be waiting in the wings 100%, and there will be other people standing in line waiting at the same time. Don't you think, Rashawn, you wait one more year to see what happens to Brandon Staley? Like, it doesn't seem like any option. I don't think there's any good jobs that's available. That's right. Arizona, I'm sitting there saying, you know what, Arizona? uh, Unless you just want to rebuild. I mean, he did take over New Orleans at a time when Katrina was was there and in the way that had just happened, and they went on to have a historical, magical season. So it's not like he hasn't faced adversity before in situations. I mean, he's been – think about it. He's been in New Orleans with all sorts of – travesties going on. I mean, think about it. I- I'll wait, Max, because I don't know what's happening in Buffalo, Sean McDermott. We got a lot to find out this year with Josh Allen. I don't think Sean McDermott going anywhere in time. Dude, so. Sean McDermott, come on, man. Two years. That's yeah, a two-year. It's, two it's not hot. He's yeah, that's not a two-year but, but, Max, if, if they don't come out, if, if they fall then flat again next yep. year. Then it gets hot. But then I agree with Key. Then you got another year. two years. I think it's two. I think it's two on McDermott, but that's, I don't, I don't that's moving that, in that man. direction. I, I think it's a little bit hotter no, than what man, you guys are saying. Here, it's okay, two years. It's two years. I think it's a tad bit hotter than what you guys think. It might hey guys, be. let's two get years? back to the Chargers for a second, because the real question is this. And key, I know John Elway. I know. I know. I lived all. Th- I watched that too as a kid, right? I don't have your eyes for it. But, no, you, you know, don't. Like, I, I, yeah, no, no kidding. I didn't play the. <laughs> I didn't play receiver in the NFL for eleven. Years. No, you did. <laughs> but, but the idea for me, like with Justin Herbert. I'm not saying the deep ball is the most important thing. It's not even the second, probably not the third most important thing a quarterback does, right? You got to read the defense first. You got a lot of you got a lot of stuff to do. But in terms of a of accuracy down the field on the deep ball, I, Justin Herbert, if someone said, "Who's the best you've ever seen throwing the ball down the field accurately like bombs, like laser-guided missiles?" Herbert's the best I've seen doing that thing. Y- you would think an offensive coordinator would want to take advantage of that because he has a unique skill there. What, what do you think Kellen Moore means for Justin Herbert? I think he I think he gets a guy who played the position, who understands the quarterback position. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if you're now dealing with a defensive-minded coach, what that, what that means because when you have Mike McCarthy and you have – uh, Brian Schottenheimer and those type of coaches around you, their input is is a little different than maybe a defensive-minded coach who really probably is turning over the keys to you on the offensive side of the ball. Mike McCarthy didn't call the plays, but he certainly didn't uh, give Kellen Moore free reign to do what he wanted to do. He didn't do – he certainly didn't do that because he has input – Hey, we need to do this on third down. I like this run on third down. I like this on second well, down. They had a kind of predictable so, offense. It, so it was like one of those situations. Kellen Moore may have called it, but I'm sure Mike McCarthy had his fingers on the pulse. Where now with Brandon Staley, you may not have that situation. Now he may be able to coach the quarterback in the offense without having another offensive minded coach in the room. By the way, did you guys notice that uh, the timing of when Dallas decided to? 
announced Kellen Moore's departure from the team. Like it wasn't with the first group of people they let go, Max. Right? It was during the NFL's title conference games. No doubt, I did. Like, so it's that. like one of those things you're like, well, well, a few well, days later. No, but they they, they do it. They time that, that, the news that, cycle. Come on, key. that's a news cycle, man. Yeah. What so do it's you like mean? It, it's it's almost like the same way we were all talking about. DeMar Hamlin for the longest time, and we weren't talking about uh, what's the situation that was popping off. I'm drawing a blank on it right now. Um, I have uh, no idea what you're talking about. But Jay's but saying that, Moore, that, that Jerry Jones oh God, times stop. things in such a way to dominate oh headlines. You guys, you guys are unbelievable. Well, we, he, weren't he talking about, we weren't talking about Dana White, right? It's like news cycles of when things come out. Like DeMar Hamlin, that was going on, right? I mean, it, I know it completely squashed what happened to Dana White. And but, it's the same thing with this. But I'm not going to say Jerry Jones hijacked the NFC Championship game. He I'm didn't hijack it. Well, you said that, but it, he, he didn't. He didn't hijack yeah, I it. I said he it, but y'all saying it. No, he stole no. some headlines. He, he's <laughs> throwing it underneath, essentially. So it, it's not a. a Do you a, remember a years ago, guys, when A. Rod redid his deal during the, like the World Series or something, and that became he got criticized for that. Key people are very aware if you if you make a big deal and have a press release before a championship game. People feel a certain kind of way about that, especially if you have a knack for publicity, as Jerry Jones does. I, I don't. I don't look at it that way. If, whether you fire Kellen Moore today or you fire Kellen Moore a week ago, it's Kellen Moore. This is not the head coach. It's Kellen Moore. It's not the head coach. So it was never going to get the attention of a head coach being fired. It just wasn't. It wasn't going to get the head attention. So if McCarthy is calling plays, he's playing. He's he's coaching for his job next. That means year, right? Dak Prescott now well, is McCarthy's savior. Right? I, I would, as he's, I've he's always said, I've, as I've always said. I'm not ever giving up play calling duties as an offensive mind when I be hired as a head coach. I'm not letting somebody, I'm not putting my career and my faith in the hands of somebody else. I'm just not doing it. But you also are not sure if that was mandated from above because, because of how he inherited Kellen Moore from the beginning. No, like, he, he Kellen wanted Moore and, to. Kellen Moore and Dak Prescott were very, very close when Mike McCarthy why, came but in. But that's why he wanted to keep. Exactly. He wanted Continuity. to keep, which is smart. On his part, the continuity of it, Agreed. because Dak Prescott was coming off a pretty good year yep. at the quarterback spot, so it made sense to keep him there. But I'm saying me, I would. Most offensive-minded coaches that I know don't give up play-calling duty. Sean McVay, John Gruden. Sean Payton. Sean Payton. Andy Reid. I mean, I could go on and on and no, on. Eric Bieniemy. But that took uh-huh. that that took a minute, not at the beginning. In the beginning stages, they don't do that. They just don't do it. It's it's something that that's why you got the job. So pretty much we're me. saying that Dak Prescott's line is on the job. Uh, his job is on the line next year. And same with Mike McCarthy. They are tied see, together. Yes, I would say that I would say that there's certainly I would say that that is certainly uh, going to be conversations. Yes about the futures of both of them yes. depending on how the season unfolds. I could Seems certainly say that. No one else to fall on the sword now. he gets rid of the play caller and takes over those responsibilities, that's Jerry telling and, and McCarthy coming to an understanding that it is on you. Oh, what? It's, you, not, well, it's it, not phrased that way, though, Max. It's, it's not, it but that's what it way. is. No, Max, that's why I said that Dak Prescott now is the only savior for Mike McCarthy. Or when vice versa. Right. I like mean, when, I mean, but yeah. really, if the quarterback doesn't play well, who's the one Nick calling the plays? But this is not ten years ago, though, Jay. Where coaches Wait. had long runways, they're only gonna afford coaches nowadays three and four years until they do something and then extend them 
beyond that. They're just that's just the way the league is as a whole. I didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't objecting to that. No, I'm saying we're I, actually agreeing. We're I understand that, that, both that but on the hot seat. Wait, that doesn't sound like an agreement. After falling in the AFC Championship Man, what is game, this knucklehead talking about. Where do the Bengals go from here? Should they make Joe Burrow? the highest-paid player in the NFL. A look at the Bengals' offseason is next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. It's my home house, baby. Arrowhead. I love this place, man. My goal is to win the Super Bowl. To me, the job's not finished. And I can't wait till Kansas City and Philly clash. It's going to be it's going to be awesome, man. I mean, what a great what a great Super Bowl will be. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. And Mo Egger joins us now, ESPN 1530 in Cincinnati. Good morning, Mo. Good morning, Max. How are you? Doing well. Uh, the Bengals, look, came one took the greatest defensive tackle who ever lived, the greatest play of his career, to stop Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase from winning the Super Bowl a year ago. And now this year you get all the way back to the AFC Championship game and – Almost win. Like, the game could go either way. You're not going to win every close game. I figured they were probably due to lose one like that, and they did. On the other hand, so, like, great season, great couple seasons. On the other hand, you almost win the Super Bowl, and you almost get all the way back. And what's the feeling in Cincinnati about how the season went? You know, I'm not sure there's any one feeling. I think there's a a combination of – a sense of pride over what this team has accomplished. I mean, look, it's the Cincinnati Bengals. If I would have said to you two years ago, this team is going to play in the Super Bowl and then go back and, and lose in the AFC Championship game, you would have said, relative to their recent history, even not so recent history, I'll take that. And so I think there's a sense of accomplishment to a degree. I think there's optimism for the future. They're going to have Joe Burrow for the foreseeable future. They have a good roster, even though they obviously have some guys they have to make decisions about. But also, you don't know how many chances you're going to get. And the sense walking out of SoFi Stadium last year was, boy, they were a whisker away from winning a championship. When's the next time you're going to be in that position? Think about how good this team was this year. They had the best record in franchise history. They won 10 consecutive games. They go to Kansas City. They stand toe-to-toe with the Chiefs. They beat the Chiefs in the regular season. 
and yet they couldn't even get back to the point they were at last year. And so how many chances are you going to get? I think, you know, obviously there's the discussion about, well, was the season a success? I'm not sure you could really answer that question for another few years because if this ends up being a necessary step along the way toward eventually winning a title, I think we'll look back at this season with a degree of fondness. If this is as close as they get to getting back to the Super Bowl for a while, though, I think this will be looked at as a tremendous missed opportunity. When you look at it, though, Mo, and you you kind of scratch your head about what happened and how it unfolded this year, I I can't help but to think that this division as a whole is going to be much better next year and tougher to get out of division. Baltimore, you played them in the wild card weekend. If it wasn't for Huntley, a magical touchdown, scoop and score with 10 minutes to go in the game, maybe it becomes a different outcome. Lamar Jackson on the field, maybe that's different. What's going to happen with Deshaun Watson in Cleveland now that he's under under contract in the fold with a year of training camp and offseason and all of those things under his belt with this team? And what about Pittsburgh? Will this feel like a lost opportunity as the season unfolds next year and Cincinnati may not be in it? Well, I think you're right about the AFC North. I mean, Zach Taylor said it yesterday. Look at this division. Everybody split with each other. As good as the Bengals were this season, they lost a game to Baltimore, lost a game to Pittsburgh. Uh, This is extraordinarily competitive. They lost a game to Cleveland. I think Pittsburgh probably has their QB for the foreseeable future. You would expect Deshaun Watson certainly to play better. Uh, If for no other reason he's going to play, barring injury, a full season. And the Baltimore Ravens, despite whatever they've got to figure out with Lamar Jackson, they're the Baltimore Ravens. I would say this, though. I'd rather play from ahead. You know, right now everybody is chasing Cincinnati. I'd rather be the, the chasee than the chaser. But, yeah, sure, look, you, you go into a, any, any year, any year in this division, understanding it's going to be formidable. But I'd rather be the lead dog going in than the team that's got to play catch up. But, but yeah, look, they won the division. Um, I think they've really got to put a premium on getting the one seed because go back to, to this off season, right? They kind of took it easy. They started OTAs in May. Their training camp was light, even by modern standards. Obviously Joe Burrow's appendectomy was a factor, but they had kind of a weird off season. And when the season began, what did they do? Played terribly and floppily against Pittsburgh to start the season, lost at home, went to Dallas, lost on the road to Cooper rush, You start 0-2, you can recover from that and win the division. You can recover from that and and make the playoffs. There is such an advantage to being the number one seed now. It puts a premium now on getting off to a fast start because, you know, again, you start 0-2, you can get back to the postseason, you can win a division. I'm not sure, especially with the division they're in, with the Kansas City Chiefs in the conference, with the Buffalo Bills in the conference. We can throw the Chargers and any number of teams into the mix if you want. There's such a clear advantage to being the one. You can't keep going back to Arrowhead and continue to expect to, to win playoff games. I think that puts a premium on a faster start to the season. I think that is going to compel them to at least look at how they handle the offseason. Mo Egger, ESPN 1530 in Cincinnati, joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Mo, a, a lot of the trash talking, you know, as a former player, I don't, I don't think anything of it. I think it's a lot of manufactured hype. But, you know, when Cincinnati's mayor comes out and asked Patrick Mahomes to take a paternity test to be Joe Burrow's dad, this whole Burrowhead thing, what was the reaction like in Cincy from all the smack talk? You know, I, I think much of it is fun. 
and harmless. I, I, I thought the mayor kind of made a fool out of himself. Just if if you're going to do something that's a, an attempt at humor, it should at least be funny. <laughs> um, I, I, I think it's going to be interesting if they're in a similar position next year to, to see if they ratchet all of that back. And look, it, it wasn't every player on the team. In fact, I think a lot of the trash talk was based on what they had accomplished. I also think this team, look, it, what the way they approach week to week with the chip on their shoulder, playing up the disrespect angle, for the most part, it worked for them, right? Um, it worked for them against Buffalo. They obviously had, I think, an ax to grind with the NFL because of how they handled the reseeding of the postseason. Um, that is very likely to not be a, a factor next year. But I do sort of wonder if they're in a position like this, whether it be against Kansas City or anybody else, if that'll be dialed back a little bit. Because I was in Kansas City on Saturday and Sunday. The Burrowhead comment, it, it had a lot of life leading up to the game. It was obviously brought up after the game. Uh, obviously, we don't know if Eli Apple is going to come back. He's due to be an, an unrestricted free agent. A lot of the trash talk, frankly, centers around his Twitter feed. I don't know how productive some of that stuff is. But, yeah, look, it, it, it worked for them. The, the, the disrespect angle, the us against everybody, the you know what, we're going to show the receipts if we win, they were 12-4. and four. They won two playoff games. Um, it didn't work against them throughout the course of the regular season. It didn't work against them in their first two playoff games. Was that a factor when they played the Kansas City Chiefs? I don't really think so. But does that mean they shouldn't revisit how they handle a game like this next year? Uh, no, not at all. Mo Egger, ladies and gentlemen, 1530, ESPN 1530 in Cincinnati. Thanks, Mo. Guys, thank you. Keyshawn J. Willemax is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. 49ers. Brock Purdy. He was going to be the guy, right? Like, uh, develop Trey Lance. Brock Purdy can hold it down. He teared, he tore his UCL in his right elbow. So, is Tom Brady really an option next season in San Francisco? Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Brock Purdy has been taken out of the game. Josh Johnson, the veteran, is in to play quarterback. They were hoping that it was just a sprained UCL that would require six weeks of rest. But the test today showed a tear of the UCL. If this guy's got to have surgery, 
there's no doubt in my mind that San Francisco is going after another quarterback. <laughs> well, well, well. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius ah! XM Channel 80. It's backyard domino music, Max. What do you know about that? We are on the ESPN Ooh. app, which you probably already have on your phone. Click more on the lower right-hand corner of the app. Scroll down to live radio, and we're right there. Max, if yes. I had your hands, man, i cut mine off. Wait, what <laughs> What's that going now, boy? It's your world, <laughs> brother. I'm just living in it. Yeah, it's your world. <laughs> And I'm just living in a young fella. I want to be like you when I get over, man. I want to be like you when I get and over. And you got it. You got it. You got, you got, it. got it. I can't call it, cuz. I can't, I can't call, call it. it. Is an MVP just... caliber quarterback still a must in today's NFL? 888-SAY-ESPN-729-3776. I was asking, Max, I was asking Jay doing the break. <laughs> and you don't golf like me, like right? You don't. You don't. But golf you don't really golf. You just go to the country club to eat and to use their facilities. Yeah, I said I don't golf. Yeah. But I, I was asking you, why do y'all talk why like do, that? Why though? is it y'all, though? Why, why is everything always the voice inflection? And, <laughs> like, yeah, we're going to go play nine. Instead of, yeah, we're going to go play nine. Like, yeah, I'm going to play with Pat. We're going to go out on the course and we're going to yeah, get it Yeah, go rip in. it up. Go get and it. Rip it up. It's always, yes. I mean, new golf gonna... is like that. New golf is like that. It's the old traditional golf that I think. You so know. you got to It's change. like the corporate board kind of like, yeah, let's let's go. Let's go play. Let's go play 18. Let's go play 18. Yeah. Key, you ever catch um like That's on so ESPN, they'll, uh, ESPN Classic back in the day, they'll rerun like a home run derby back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. And no more they, ESPN Classic, they, but I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying that's why I said back in the day. <laughs> they would do it on ESPN Classic. But but if you if you listen to like Mickey Mantle and Willie Mays and everyone, back then they really did talk like, well, I'll tell you what. You know, like that's really how people were talking back then. But we're not back then, Max. We're talking about now. today. Right yeah. now, I, I, I just well, find it fascinating yeah. Jay, don't stop saying yeah, but me. Golf has no, you that kind of mentality. <laughs> hey, golf. I'm not talking about you. I'm just talking about the the people that play golf. They just have like a they ain't a lot of you know use and eyes. Still though, it's just a, it's just even even no because even when they're not on the course and they're with me, they don't do that. But when they get to those they facilities, code they switching, change, code, code switching. Switch. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. why code switching? Yeah, it, you switch up. I do a lot of it. When I'm with you, I make sure that I'm, you know, and when I'm with Jay, certain way. When I'm with Yates, certain way. I mean, it's just, you know, I'm a cold switcher. I get Same it. Same thing. Oh, okay. Same uh, thing. It's just and funny certain, to me. You could be in certain states. Bob might feel a little bit intimidated. We're like, let's go get nine. You got to say, Bob, let's, let's go play nine. <laughs> you know? Just defuse this thing. Let's go this, get nine. Yeah, let's go get nine. Bob's like, hey, I don't want uh, nine, nine millimeter. I don't want to, you know. So it's just different, you know. Tone matters. <laughs> I guess. I just. I just. Oh my god! They you, need to you put like to a, the formality. A real lax country club, though. They need to build one, like just one way. You don't have to wear the, the polo shirts. To We're building. Just wear it they, out. They just do have those. They have those. They're called public golf courses. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been to a country club. I'm trying to think if I've ever been inside a country club. I don't. Maybe I hate I, to. I, don't I hate to. to uh, Spoil everything for you, Pat. I, I don't know what a public golf course is. I, do, I can tell. <laughs> I do, Pat. It's I don't. Just fine. I just don't. What you're wearing currently, you, you can, can wear, wear that a to a public course, golf yeah. course. Yeah. And pay yeah. about 
and pay about no shirt 20 tucked bucks. in, belt yeah, out. Yeah, but the grass is brown, and then you got to wait nine hours for a tea time. Wait, wait, wait. Is there a dress code for private? Uh, oh yeah, God, oh, yeah. beyond oh, dress code, beyond. Oh, and then goodness. if you come in there a certain way, Yates, they gonna look at you and your guests crazy. I can't they walk in there with a bucket hat. And Yates, here's a here's a, here's a kicker for you: your guests can't pay. So say you want to do a party, like yo, we are gonna bring ten people. No, 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 that's on Mr. Johnson. I learned card. that. I learned that when I it when I first on joined a course. You know me. I'm you know me how I am. I'm I'm a nice dude. I got friends. So. Some of my friends is L.A. entertainment guys, and I'm not going to mention the names or whatever. And my course is south of L.A., about 50 minutes in a very affluent suburban community, a majority of white folk. So I tell these dudes to go down there and see play. See how coast with dudes. You see these dudes. Oh, watch out. Said, <laughs> I, I tell them to go down there and play. I, have to, I don't want to say their names. So yeah. I go, go, man, yeah, because they know I'm a member of the course. Everybody wants to play the course. So I'm like, cool, no problem. Man. Just go. I'll get the um, – the pro caddy yeah. to take them out on the course. I have to, if I'm not there, the pro caddy got to go with them, all this sort of rules and whatnot. Oh, they got you on the pro shop. Man, them dudes, wait, the hold on. <laughs> Clubs, balls, Man, I got the gloves, bill. shirts. I got the bill. <laughs> I look, and I get the bill later on, a month later. And I look, and I'm like, so I call, and I'm like, I didn't do this. This ain't me. <laughs> I didn't do this. It's they not like, no, there. Your guest, this, that, and the other. Man, that damn bill, they had balls. Oh, yeah. Shirt food and drinks. the drinks was oh, yeah. crazy because it wasn't like cheap liquor, well liquor. Oh, no, they were ordering high They was ordering the top shelf Premium. stuff. And then the food. Those ordering crab legs and all. <laughs> on a golf like, course? Oh, yeah. On the oh. course, man. Hey, yo. Let McDonald's. They got, they got it all. Man, I told I was, I was, told the people, the, the, the food and beverage manager, I'm like, y'all gotta stop why did y'all friends. not charge them? They go, oh, no, Mr. Johnson. Then you, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, yeah, that'll never happen again. That's how they yeah, get catch you. me at the putt-putt, Jay. No. Nah, uh-uh. All day. Putt-putt season. We going to chop this up. When I invite y'all, y'all can, what do y'all call it, Venmo and all that other yeah, stuff? Yeah. yeah, y'all can zail me. Yeah, well, I mean, Key, I, I know how you feel because I just ordered you two coffee, and it cost me $11 for two coffees. Skinny so. macchiato, venti, 14 Venmo. large. What size Sugar. is the waist? Let's go in. Let's go in. Sorry, go in. Max. Cream, but hijacked it. <laughs> Max, are you okay? You haven't talked in like two minutes, Max and like I feel golf. like you're getting very enjoying the time off. No, Max just... We're damped, building. He just damped his forehead from all the sweat. You know, he's sitting here just going into... Uh, sorry, Max. No. We burned that segment. Keep going. No, we burned talk it. about Brock Purdy's UCL and his right well, the elbow. UCL and the golf what swing. UCLA, Jay. yeah. All right, Max. Adam Schefter. 839. Want to hear from Adam Schefter? Sure. Here's the latest on Brock Purdy's injury. This is from the 6 p.m. Sports Center last night. When he initially suffered the injury, they were hoping that it was just a sprained UCL that would require six weeks of rest. But the test today showed a tear of the UCL. And it's a situation now where 49ers doctors are recommending that he has surgery. Now, before he has surgery, Brock Purdy wants to explore other medical opinions before he has to do that. But it certainly sounds like he's on track to have this repaired. And if and when that is repaired surgically, he would be sidelined the six months. Mm. Six months. Wow. Well, they just need to go get a quarterback. That's all. Brock Purdy's not the answer. He's hurt. Isn't Trey Lance supposed to be the answer? We're going into year three. He's hurt, too. Yeah, it's true. And you don't know what he is. What have you seen? Two games of him combined? 100%. Eight quarters, maybe? And I, I keep going back to the eight of guys like Kittle, who's 29 but turned 30. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey, yeah. 
who you know injury in prone, and out, in and out, out. up, stayed healthy. Like, Bosa, this year. we talked about. Yep. You know, like you, you got this team that is ready to win now. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to have a guy like Trey Lance that's still going to have a pretty long learning? No, curve? I don't. I want two guys. I'm going to make a run for him. Tom Brady. I'm going to make a run strong at Tommy. This is your this is your team. This is your deal. Come talk to me. Let's sit down. Let's go over this. And then I'm going to take a sniff. But I got to figure out the trade compensation across the bay. Or they're not across the bay anymore. Knucklehead there in Vegas. Uh, and see what Derek Carr is. That's what I I'm going to do. I don't think there's a huge market for Car Key. I think you could probably get him on the cheap. For you don't think there's – I think there's going to be a market for Well, it doesn't, it doesn't I, yeah, matter. Mark, yes, there will be a market. I'm just saying I don't know if it's going to cost you what it would have cost you a year ago. But even example. if it cost me a four and a five, that may not, I may not yeah. want to part with that because I – I mean, that's a – four and fives and fours and threes, that's a Star, – those are a big starter. picks. Yeah, you get a Those are starters and potential pro bowlers. Yeah, uh, anyway, Tom Brady just costs you the dough. No draft compensation. Yes. He's a free agent. Absolutely. He's from the area. Yep. It makes all the sense in the world, particularly with particularly is what I was trying to say, with reports that, that Miami's not in. Yeah. Does the NBA have an officiating problem? Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com Keyshawn, j will and max the podcast Keyshawn, j will and max espn radio we are joined now fellows legs by tim legler espn nba legler. analyst what's up stranger What's happening, fellas? You guys up in Bristol, huh? Yeah, like yeah, Bristol know it. thing. Okay, you we know up it. here enjoying the cold. I was just up there last week. Yes, I I'm, get you. Are you happy you're back in New York? Uh, yeah, but I left Florida for this. It was 84 that, degrees yesterday. Oh, oh. At home. what? So yeah, I was in a pool yesterday. Ah, yeah. Come on, legs. Yeah. Well, that is. <laughs> so, what do you think? Legs and I were just talking off mic about like first half NBA. You never get to watch a team at full strength, it seems like. What do you think about stars always sitting out these games? I mean, nobody detests it more than I do, but I've come to accept it. I've got to stop you know, complaining about it because it just gets my blood pressure up. It is what it is. It's not going away. I, I think even if they shortened the season to 70 games, played over the same amount of time, I still think guys would find a way to play 60. <laughs> like it's just So it doesn't matter anymore. But here's the thing. We just have to tolerate for the most part, up to this point. Because now you're going to start to see, number one, guys playing more frequently, guys starting to come back. Key, Meaning second half basketball. Correct. yeah. Key guys coming back that, that teams have been without for a while. And that last stretch run before you get into the playoffs and obviously the two months of the playoffs, 
you love basketball, it just doesn't get better. The best players playing their hardest, that's what you ask for. But the regular season can be a tough watch, and it's a tough tough job for me as an analyst to cover it when you're trying to talk about games in which key guys and star players aren't playing a lot of nights. Very difficult to break down exactly what that means. Legs, is officiating a problem in the NBA? Because people seem to think it is in professional sports, whether it's baseball with the umps missing strike calls or football with flags being thrown that shouldn't be thrown or flags that should be that should be thrown is not thrown. And then you got the LeBron James issue the other night against Boston. It seems like it just opened up everybody's eyes. Yeah, it, look, it, it is a problem, and here's how you know it's a problem. It's a problem because it's not just – you know, the average fan is always going to talk about officiating, right? Every, every night, their team, somehow, the officials cost them the game. We understand an overreaction on the part of the fans a lot of nights. But when you have people that, like, watch it every night and you do it for a living and it's becoming this glaring and this often you've got to talk about it, it's a problem. But here's what I will say in a little, a little bit in defense of the officials. I can't imagine anything more difficult now than doing that job for two reasons. Number one – physicality's been taken for the most part out of the game, right? This is a wide open mm-hmm. game. The game is played at the three point line. It's almost as if now when there is contact in the lane, it's a, it's foreign to officials now because the rest of the game isn't officiated that way. So that's one thing. And the second thing is imagine doing a job in which every detail of it was shown on replay with 27 different camera angles and super slow-mo. So every single time you blow your whistle, you now have the propensity to be second-guessed on was that the right call or not. It's never been more difficult to officiate, uh, so I'm going to give them a little bit of slack there. But, look, this play brings a lot of eyes to it, and I'm sorry, you cannot miss – a foul across the shooter's arm in that situation. In your face, you have a perfect view of it, too. Come on. You got, at that point, honestly, you got six eyes that should be watching that play and the potential for contact at the rim. You can't miss it, man. It's egregious. He didn't and, miss it. He just swallowed the whistle. And it cost him a game. I mean, you, you, you could sit there and say, you know, a lot of cases, hey, like, for instance, in, in the NFL game, you know, did that roughing the passer penalty cost them the game? Well, yep. we don't know because it might have taken a 62-yard field goal, and I don't know if he's going to make that field goal, right? Yep. This situation, yeah, I'm betting on LeBron James making one of those two free throws. All day. To win that game. So, so that's why you saw the reaction on his part. That's why there are, there's so much talk about it because of who it is. The nature of the game, the, 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 the national stage that the game was played on, and to miss an obvious foul in that situation when it's right there in your lap as an official, very difficult, and that's why there's so much discussion. And it, so it let, is. It's a problem every night, but I'm telling you, it's hard for these guys because there's so much scrutiny on every important call because there are so many cameras and replays yep. that are going to catch everything. Legs, I, want, I wanted to get into the reaction of LeBron James because obviously that reaction has gone viral on social media and people coming out saying, oh, the drama, and he's so dramatic. <laughs> and I, I'm sitting there, Legs, as a fellow Hooper, just like you, and I'm like, okay, all the BS I've heard throughout every single year is, well, guys don't act like the regular season matters. The regular season doesn't matter. So here LeBron James is, 38, 39 years old, that is on his way to breaking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's scoring record, single-handedly keeping his team in the playoff hunt, right, playing in the Lakers versus Celtics rivalry, right, to a degree, the biggest matchup that we have in basketball because of the history that comes along with the game, 
and actually gets fouled, understanding the history that he's had by bulldozing his way to the bucket and not getting those fouls called, and he reacts because it matters, and now we make fun of him. Like, so which one is it? Like, do we want the, do we want players to value the regular season, or do we want them not to care? Because when I see that reaction on social media, it really gets me angry about the whole reaction overall. You know what, Jay? I'm gonna I'm gonna lean with you on this because, and there's a lot of stuff that LeBron has done throughout his career in terms of theatrics, right? That have bothered me, and I've commented on. I, I'm, I agree with you in this particular instance. I think that was 100% genuine, and here's where that was coming from. Look what this guy has had to do in terms of putting this entire team on his back for this long a period of time just to try to keep their head above water. You know, they're currently, I think, at tw- like 12th place or something in the Western Conference, but there are only a couple losses out of like the four spot. Yep. Every one of these, every night, is critical. And when you have taken yourself and put your team in a position to win the game, in that fashion, which they would have, either on a converted layup or making one or two free throws, and then it's taken from you, you know what went in to put you in that position for the first 47 minutes and, you know, 52 seconds. You know what went into that to put you in that position and how valuable these games are. I just think that was a frustration moment, and I thought it was genuine. People can mock him for laying on the ground that long, whatever you want to do. I didn't look at it that way. I looked at a guy that was just unbelievably frustrated with the fact that he had done so much to give them a chance to win, knowing that each one of these now is critical, but they could find themselves completely out of even the play-in tournament. And, and, And when you add these up, and I think that's what that reaction was. I did not have a big problem with that on the part of LeBron. I mean, let's go back to the Dallas game, go back to the sack game. There have been multiple times things have happened. And as it relates to the Celtics, plus 19 legs on free throws. The Celtics shot 19 more free throws, 49 to 20. Like, that, that's, that's insane to me. Yeah, the one thing I, I will say this. I, I disagree with LeBron a little bit afterwards. When he started talking about not just that play, but he started talking about bigger picture yeah. as if he never gets a whistle. And, and I had a little bit of a problem with that because I think if you've gone and looked at his career, um, I don't think that's the case where you could say LeBron's not the beneficiary of whistles and driving you know, and, and getting contact at the rim for the most part. That was just unfortunate because of what was at stake and it was so obvious and it was on such a huge stage. Mm. So I, I felt where he was coming from, honestly, on that one. Tim Legler, ladies and gentlemen. The Legger! You can catch him across ESPN platforms, all kinds of platforms, including this just in, 2 p.m. Trade deadline coming up, Legs. Get ready. See you then, Max. Yes, that's right. Tim Legler, ladies and gentlemen. Good to see you, Legs. Hey, uh... Hey, hey, uh, hey, 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 hey. The real Broad Street bully joins us next. According to Shannon, we'll see. Keyshawn J. Will next. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.